Welcome in to Dragon Ball Super Dope. My name is Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. So over the course of the last couple of weeks, I have been teasing a special uh, extra, I want to say. I mean, it's not really extra in that it's coming out, you know, the only episode this week. So, like, you're not going to get a second episode this week, but it's going to come out a little bit early uh, in celebration of Election Day. Something for you to have in your ear pods while you are standing in line, hopefully somewhere exercising your civic duty to vote. So I haven't really given you any context as to what the episode's about. Uh, surprise, motherfucker. This is the time. I'm busting out my dad and my uncle Julius as guests on Super Dope uh, to discuss their origins and how they initially found Dragon Ball and how they subsequently showed it to me. That's right. We're doing an origin story on Election Day because it is the rebirth, I fucking hope. Of a goddamn nation. So, welcome to Super Dope, Dad Julius. Hey. How are you guys? Long, long you, time listener, first time caller. I mm -hmm. am um, a short time listener, first time caller. This See, is I, this is Greg Andre. I'm Kyle's dad. Yes, you are. And and I am not so the one who's the father. Voice, it's Greg, what? Who are you? I, I am not the one who's the father. Although there was some debate at first, but obviously, if you look at him, yeah, if you look at me now. Now we now we can see the difference. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna go into that. If you, all right, fine. We don't have to. Okay. I'm glad glad we're not going into that. <laughs> Thank you. I don't want to have like a weird my two dad situation going into the beginning of this episode. So <laughs> only two. Okay. For, <laughs> so thank you guys for exercising restraint. Um. All right. So the idea of today's episode. Uh. So. It's kind of ties back to an earlier episode in the Super Dope catalog. It might be one that I've since deleted because I was trying to like make nice with other Dragon Ball people in the community. So I wanted to um, reduce the drunken assholery that yep, Super gotta, Dope gotta has. Play the politics, be a nice. Yeah, guy. a little, a little bit. So I'm sure it's still out there on the internet somewhere. But uh, it is a uh, Thanksgiving episode uh, from oh, I hey. think two years ago. I believe it's called the Oral History of Super Dope. Oh, you can't um, think call things oral history. That's the problem. You can't. All yeah. I think of was a history of oral fixations and <laughs> the oral history oral. of Dragon Ball. Oh, okay. I think maybe is what but it's oral, called. Oral and I don't know. It's so a, you it's, were, it's you thirteen to me. Did you used to be a jerk? Is that what what your podcast brand was? Um, no, but it was very nice. evident. I don't. It, I don't go on jerk podcasts. Dude, um, you are like nice. the not the nicest person I know. Well, continue. You, what do you I mean, Julius? Know. I don't know. <laughs> If you're a jerk, you get it from your dad. That's all. No, I mean that in the nicest way possible. Thank you. I appreciate it. I feel like a, a better way or a more positive way to phrase it is um, I'm more uh, steadfast in my opinions because he's my dad. Oh, look uh, at you. He's also a wordsmith like your old man, too. It's called oh, a politician, a motherfucker. I'm getting ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, from that oral history of Super Dope episode... I told the, or I keep saying super dope, but the oral history of Dragon Ball thing, I'd basically gotten drunk with my friends after a Thanksgiving party or something. One of my friends asked him what Dragon Ball was all about. He had a, a very, you know, terrible misconception about it, whatever. I yelled at him because I was bombed. And I told <laughs> this story about uh, how I'd first found Dragon Ball when I was like five or six years old and how, you know, I found it randomly on TV one morning and 
you know, it, it like started this chain event or this chain reaction of me trying to wake up early every, you know, Saturday or Sunday morning or whatever to try to catch it on, um, I, I think it was UPN at the time, you know, between mm, like the hours. You can't see of, us shaking our heads right now. Yeah. So if uh, you are on the yeah. Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope, you'll be able to see the video of these two guys just shaking their heads in disappointment with me right now. But I could just yell wrong, wrong. After, <laughs> yeah, so, being jerk. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So this is a great preview to the kind of malice I'm expected to experience during this episode from these two guests. Malice, of mine. nothing but love, nothing but love. Yeah, love in the grand scheme, I suppose. How much did you drink? We're gonna talk about why I forgot I mean, all of this. Why the, the fuck did you guys forget all of this? Is really going to be the question. Well, I guess we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I we will. Perfect memory. All right, so before you guys have a very different memory of me finding Dragon Ball versus me finding Dragon Ball all on my own. Okay. But before we get there, because it's obviously oh, a very so, so, contentious okay, so uh, topic. In the future, okay. Right, yeah, yeah. We're not getting there yet. We're, no, yeah, geez. that's that's what geez. they call a tease in the radio the business. Beginning of Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna sure. happen later. Okay. So yes. you guys are. Going backwards um, now. Yeah. So we're gonna go back to your childhood. Backwise. Yeah. Before the two of you guys sync. Before yes. you guys uh, meet and sync up to become this uh, diabolical duo that is. Uh, Pounding the shit out of that sounds terrible. That but what the it's... hell? <laughs> we never pounded the shit out of each other. Ever. No, I mean there's there's a mutual attraction, obviously. We're both and handsome. Gender men. is fluid, but um we've never the times haven't really lined up. Right. For he us. was always seeing someone when I was seeing someone, you yeah. know, it didn't work out that way. Yeah. You're lucky you were even born. Right. <laughs> so before you guys... I mean, he's a beautiful black man, and um, you know, I, I can be into that. Uh, right, so, right. You know, Dad's happened. got some great eyes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Emerald green eyes. Um, they're very, you know, they're they're very attractive to people. Right. So as I said, if you guys being a- children of the seventies, you know, it probably wasn't uh, super accepted for you guys to be attracted to one another. Before we, we hate each other. It even had the opp- We're not going to go into that. <laughs> yeah, it's a different time. Before you guys had the opportunity to meet, though, um, how did you guys first get introduced to anime in your childhood? Um, being children of the 70s, that was really when um, they started to localize more things out of Japan for that Monday through Friday audience um, in the form of like the Force 5 cartoons. Uh, before I that. Assume- you can even go before that, Kyle. Yeah, sure. So, so, so Uncle Julius. You, you can go you can go first sure, not, not a problem numbers? if you really really think about it like the first stuff i can remember um and it was only okay anime at best um you catch it if you're really lucky on like a sunday morning was like a speed racer oh yeah i remember that was a terrible i couldn't watch those, those that monkey i hated papa. that monkey the, the monkey and there was something called even before that was something called baba papa with, with all these that Animal wasn't Japanese thing. though, right? That was um, that was that an was, American. I think cartoon. that was a Japanese cartoon that nah, the Americans took. Think so? I don't know, man. Yeah. But no, because yeah, those yeah, had yeah. American like children's books too. Those those pink family and yeah, they were blobs. Weird, the black one, and the furry one. Yeah, I think I that like was that. Japanese. We can double check Ooh, okay. on that. Well, but Speed Racer was pretty much there. Uh, I'm not gonna lie and say it was Gigantor or nothing like that because that wasn't out. But Speed Racer was. I remember flipping through the channels and seeing Speed Racer, but I never, I never watched it. I didn't like right? it. Right? It wasn't that great. Like the Who first about- ones, the first ones for me, like the Saturday morning ones were, um, was Gachamon, which yes. then was um, packaged as um, an American cartoon called Battle of the Planets with the science ninja team, those teenagers dressed up as birds. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that was my first one. I, I dressed up like them all the time. I cut up all my bed sheets to make wings. Yep, yep. It I threw dots in my walls, like Jason. Yep. I used to make um, that boomerang, and I used to I made it out of like a coffee can lid, and I used to whip it at my brothers. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. hell yeah! Yeah, so that that's my first memory. Yeah, that, that's a very strong memory for me as as well. I remember for me, I remember coming home after school and catching it too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I only remember it from fifty six. Uh, Count fifty six. Oh wow! Local local um from Fall River, Massachusetts, 56. WLVI, Channel 56, yeah. yeah. Was, and, and that was like Freedom Works, like, I want to say 77, 78, Greg? Um, yep. Right? Yeah, about that. 77, 78. And that's really late 70s if you think about it. So, yeah. and then like all the other ones that you're talking about, the Force 5 came right in the heels of that. Like right. right after it. Like almost like Star Blizzards was in there as well. Um, yeah, um, Space Battleship Spaceship Yamato. Yamato. Yeah. Um, I mean, like that Space Battleship Yamato started a little bit after Gachamon and um, it was every day during the week. So that would come on and then an episode of Force 5. Um, mm -hmm. So Space Battleship Yamato, that's, um, they, they took the Yamato or they called it the Argo in the American version, like Jason and the Argonauts and it had to go to another planet to save the Earth yes. um, to get a special kind of... Um, um, engine that's going to help save the earth from this alien invasion. But right, after right. that, every day you watch that and then you'd watch a force five and then you walk to school. So that, yes. that's, what you yes, do. you and would. Yes, so, you so, would. It was on see. in the morning. I don't remember force five in the morning. I remember force um, five aired in the mornings and in after school. If you got home early enough after school, you could catch it too. That's when I caught it. So, well, so Mondays was what? Mondays was Dangard. Is that what you're going to say? Dangard Ace, yep. What was Tuesday? Quiz. Quiz time. Pop quiz. Pop quiz for Uncle Julius. I can't hear him. Tuesday was Star Avengers. Are you there, can you Julius? Hear me now? Yep. I can hear you now. So Tuesday was Star Avengers. That's the three planes that form three different robots Poseidon, Dragon, and Arrow. Is that yep. the one that goes da 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 da? No, that's, no, gotcha. that's gotcha Man. Fuck. Oh, Julius is shorting out again. Julius, can you hear us? I see his eyes moving. Um, so I just can you hear me now, guys. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. So okay, no, so all, so all the music was horns, all different horn selections for all those shows. Um, all yeah, been. all the all the Force Five music was done by a Japanese composer named um, Sunsuki Kakuchi. Who eventually yeah, goes on to make the score for what? Um, I don't know. He did like everything. What? Dragon Ball Z, man. Was it? DBC? Oh, did he? I didn't yeah, realize. Kakuchi that. scores for Z are like the the alpha scores, man. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah. So Monday, Dangard. Tuesday, Star Avengers. Wednesday was different because it wasn't a giant robot one, but it was just as good. What was that one? That was your favorite. Space Kids. That's my favorite. It was Journey to the West cartoon form. Yeah, so in Japanese mythology, it's it's like um, Goku and Journey to the West, um, where they went to India to bring back Buddhism to um, right. China. But in a, the American version, it was the three space skateers. They were like musketeers who are going to, you know, protect the princess as she goes and gets whatever she's getting. We never got to the end of that one, so never. I don't even know how it ends. But Kyle, also, call back to your show. Mm -hmm. This was 
Goku is also another reinterpretation from DBZ. Sun Wukong. Goku is also right. an interpretation of the same character that was on the show we watched on Wednesdays. Right. So it's Jesse Dart in the Americanized version. Right. It, it was Jesse Dart. Um, and he has like and, the extendo staff and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep, yep. Yeah. Right. All that stuff. He had his, the cloud. His spaceship is the Star Crow, which was the cloud. Right. He had the fat friend who was the pig. What, what's his name in, the, in DBZ? Oolong. Right. In the, and I think it was Bulma who was like the water girl. Right, right, right. Like the smart techie type. Right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. So, 100%. so that's that's Wednesday. That's that's Star. So, yeah, so that's a precursor to um, Space Cateers. That's Space Cateers on Wednesday. Yeah, also um, called Starzinga. Starzinga. Star In Japanese. Um, Thursday. What's Thursday? Thursday is a Grandiza. Orion Quest. Right. Or would, Duke, Duke Freed. Duke. He was Duke Freed. Duke Freed. Yes, Duke Freed in, <laughs> in, um, the, in the Japanese version. Yeah. Um, and then on Friday was Guy King, which um, was, was the space dragon and Guy King. And, you know, I had the Rhinotaur, the Dinotaur, Skylark, and that was a great one, too. So, so that was like our foundational um, anime. That's where we discovered anime. In fact, we didn't even have a word for anime. Then we called it Japan Animation. That's what yeah. we did. Japan yeah. And I'd say that that term was pretty much the prevalent term on through the mid to late 90s. 90s. I mean, right, right, right. Yep. we didn't start calling it anime until, you know, after the year 2000 for sure. But that's definitely where you guys had bought into, you know, not only like the localization of bringing over this product from Japan and having it be Americanized. However, not that you would have been aware of that at the time, obviously. No, but it was just cool. Yeah, it was just Giant some cool. robots killing monsters. Exactly. Like killing monsters. What more could you really want? But you bought into, whether you realized it or not, like the serialization aspect of it. So you have brought in this uh, this buyback, you know, this this um, intention to come back to see the shows, whether, you know, with the shows rotating every week, man, what a way to hook you. It's like every Monday, you, you know, every you day, uh, yeah, yeah, every single crazy. day. It's like appointment viewing for a kid after school. So right. like what a way to breed a loyal fandom in that. All sense right. Yeah, time. because I mean, first, they didn't buy enough of the episodes to make it go it. for a full year. That's why they put on one a day. Um, you know, so they wouldn't have Sandy to Sandy Frank. Is that all Sandy Frank? Um, well, Sandy Frank was Gachamon. Um, mm -hmm. I, I forget who did um, Force Five. That was wasn't um, it? Some, wasn't Ted Turner over. involved in that, or am I making that up? Oh, no, um, he did Ted some Turner too, was right? later with Gachamon. I don't want to get into the messy history of all the different American, yeah, there's way too many that. different distribution companies. Sandy Frank's and original all that. version, yeah, right. yeah, so I don't want to get into all that. So, we, we would never see. I think there was a couple of endings to the shows. Maybe um, Guy King had an ending. Guy King had, show. A, Guy King had an ending, and it started a second season while everyone else was in the middle of their first season. Right. Like so, Jesse yeah. Dot never made it across the galaxy with the princess. So yeah. So as far as we know, the the universe is still gonna die. I don't know. Right. It's not even the universe is not gonna die. You forget when it comes to Stazinga, the whole the whole impetus of that show is like um animals insects got sentient yep they all got sentient and became angry at humans to try to kill us so that their whole mission was to take away their intellect yeah which is kind of yeah, a dark we, show yeah that's kind of dark <laughs> it's kind of dark <laughs> hey well that's what they get for not being human 
True. True that. Goddamn fault. That, that, yep. Fault. That's why we're destroying the planet. <laughs> For sake of context, yes. though, I didn't. That's this why I welcome climate change. Yeah, it's time for us to get the fuck out of here for sure. Mm-hmm. There's an outline. Um, yeah, on. there was an outline. I know that my dad refused to look at it, but um, I didn't throw this in the outline for sake of context. These shows that you I didn't refuse, I'm just lazy. That makes that makes sense. Um, for no, for sake of context, have you guys ever gone back uh, and watched the Japanese versions of these shows uh, later on in life to see how yes. they did end up? Um, our first. Um, Star Trek convention um, was with um, who was there? It was Captain Sulu was there, yeah. and um, the Doctor from Space 1999, yep. and um, Batgirl was yes, there was. from the 60s show, and um, like you couldn't go online to see things back then in in the late 80s, early 90s. So we went up to a Star Trek convention and. Um, that was the first time we'd, we'd go through all the VHS tapes. And that was the first time I found Space Battleship Yamato in the original, which was similar, very similar to, the, to what they aired in America. The one that was very different, though, was G-Force, Battle of the Planets, Gachamon. In the original Japanese, when we put in that, we, we had the first seven episodes on this VHS that we paid like 15 bucks for. And then we went home and watched it. It's all in Japanese. There's some subtitles, it. but not many subtitles. Um, and we loved it because we, we basically knew the stories because we saw them so many times. But what we didn't know was they took like 90% of the violence out, all the blood out, and then they replaced it with like some Star American. Wars stuff. Yeah, they put the robots in. To yeah, they made of... it very Star Warsy. So that's why you see the, 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 the crawl of Battle of the Planets. And they put like an R2-D2 wannabe... Yeah. Um. They put them like they're in a band together playing music. Wow. Yeah, because that was a big thing in the seventies. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like a band. Star Wars meets Archie, the Partridge Archie, Family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, Jabba Jaws. They had a band. Captain Caveman had a band. Everybody had a band. The Flintstones had a band. Everybody had a band. So then, the Science Ninja Team had to have a band in America. But really, it's like a, they it's were the making next up logical time step. because they cut out so much of the episodes. Right. Yeah. So they they cut out so much of the episodes that they instead of having a twenty two minute episode, they had like a fifteen minute episode. So they needed to fill that time Crap. with these other things. Yeah. And they filled it a lot with, um, you know, one of the off screen robot companion characters, right? Yeah. Isn't that? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the R two D two. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Seven's oh. Arc Seven. Then he had Seven's like Arc a, Seven. That's what I could. Yep. Seven's think Arc of. Seven. He had a robot. What was his name? I forget. The dog. He, he had a robot dog, and he had yeah. a girl that he, a sexy robot voice. Sexy robot voice to. that he would always be into. He'd always be like, "Ooh, baby." His, his antennas get all waggedy. Yeah, it was not right. It, it was horrible. Right. That was not. Sounds that sounds kind of terrible. Right. Um, there was tons so, of filler. Every episode, there'd be filler of them blasting off into space. But on the real show, they just stayed on Earth. Yeah, because the aliens are coming to Earth to destroy Earth, like in every right. Japanese show. But they, they didn't want to traumatize kids. So every day, the science ninja boys um, and girl yes, uh, had princess. to shoot off into the galaxy. So there's a lot of travel time. <laughs> a lot, gets to fill it up. Lots so of commuting. So much commuting, yeah. That makes sense, man. Um, so that's some little kid shit that you guys kind of started out with in terms yep. of the, localists, yep. the, lo- the localization stuff on television. 
and then eventually you learn a little bit more about um you know it's japanese original stuff that is broadcast uh when you find that stuff at star trek conventions is the i guess you know the 80s is kind of considered like the golden age of of anime in a lot of ways and that it was less kitty based stuff it you know did get a lot more graphic in terms of violence in terms of sexual stuff um but also in terms of you know complexity of the plots as well right but we didn't we didn't have access to almost any of that like the first adult anime like oh my god we saw was we went to a midnight show in providence um where um we, we'd never been like to this place in providence before called the avon and we caught a midnight show of akira and that was the year akira came out and so that was like the first japanese like adult made for adult anime i ever saw because like you, the, all the anime you're talking about um that was out in japan no one could get it here in america um not not where we were like you know in you know new england yeah, that um, was 89 i think i think akira was in 89 yeah i think it was january yeah, yeah. 89 i want to say yeah mm-hmm. and, that, and that almost immediately came out um you know it was here in subtitles so we saw a midnight show of it right um, but but uh, I mean, just to go back to the violent piece, Greg was talking about it. I mean, even in the 70s show of, of Gachaman, those characters were killing other people. Like, like slaughtering them and stabbing them with, with, with spikes through the chest, watching them get kicked out of like the, the, um, the ships and all that stuff and falling to their death. There's a lot of oh, death. Oh, yeah, the, the hero, the hero. The heroes are cutting them across the neck with their boomerangs. Yeah, that was great. It was awesome. That's what <laughs> we talked yeah. about when you had that Japanese tape. Yeah, it was crazy. Did. I still have it. I still have that tape. Oh wow! Yeah, like we we like yeah in the in the cartoon that we saw, we didn't see any of that blood or no. or like people being heavily killed. edited. Just, the, a couple a couple of oh punches we'd see. It was gutted. Yeah, there's a scene where where Jason um throws two of his feather spikes into the guy into a wall. Oh yeah, and he's stuck there, he's hanging there. And then he starts punching him in the guts. Like for, until, for like 30 seconds, he's punching this guy in the guts. And then he falls they, off they the gu- spikes. They rip through him. <laughs> and he just crumbles that, to the ground. 78. <laughs> yeah. So, 78. Yeah, so, so J- Japanese cartoons, you know, always had more mature stuff. Right. And I mean, also, I mean, obviously Japanese cartoons, they take um, anime um, or cartoons more seriously than in America. In America, mm-hmm. if it's a cartoon... You know, people think it's just for kids, but you know, they they specifically made cartoons like Akira for older audiences. Yeah, that, uh, yeah it's a that's just like a brilliant piece. But yeah. that's like at the end of the '80s. We haven't talked about Robotech yet. Right, right, right. Which is kind of yeah, mid-80s. that's got to be kind of a bridge, right? Robotech's got to be a bridge between those Force Five properties that you're introduced to as a kid to being well, like yeah. a, a proper. I've never really watched Robotech, but I, I imagine you. that it's. I know there's a lot of things I've yet to watch. I'll get there in good time. But Shame. Um, the Macross Saga is amazing. The other two I know shows. I can sing the theme song in Japanese. Does that help? That's, that fix counts as you loving it? music yeah. in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tell me about Robotech, Macross. Makros, Makros. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, that we get to watch every day as well. It was a continuing series, much like um, Yamato. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was very much a yeah, it was very much a space opera. Yes, it was diversity. Right. The yep. the the leader of one of the leaders of the ship was a black woman. Yep. Who was in a relationship 
a relationship with a white pilot, right? Roy Fulker and Claudia. Yeah. Um, blew my mind in 84. Yeah, you, uh, we didn't see. happening in Japan. We didn't see a lot of, you know, lead black characters like that. Especially from Japan, right? Think about right. that. Uh, especially considering, yeah, I mean, Japanese cartoons have always kind of grappled with um, very bad representation when it comes black to um, black characters. You're like that black guy in that top of the tower there in DBZ. Oh, with those you big, took big oh, words right out lips. of my mouth. Yeah, to quote he's like love. straight out of um, like a Jim Crow show. He sure is. He's horrifying. Yeah, and then every- when they redo his character design in the Path to Power movie that comes out in 97, that takes place, it comes out after Dragon Ball GT is already off the air. They mm-hmm. are aware of that dude's design and they redo it. But then he looks like a really like stereotypical Latino dude. Very strange the way <laughs> yeah, they chose to redo yeah. that design. I wouldn't say yeah. They, they had they, a hard they, time, but you know what? With Claudia, they got it pretty right. Yeah, she was yeah, she was definitely. part of the British crew. She was brilliant. Yeah, she was yeah, and 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 they didn't make overly lips on her. They didn't go crazy. We didn't even talk about Cyborg Zero Zero Nine, which unfortunately we missed. I never saw that. I don't know. No, yeah, I, mean, I no, can't say I'm even really aware of what that what what, what is Cyborg Zero Zero Nine. It's kind of in the same vein as um, Gachaman, except it's a multi it's a multicultural crew like all cyborgs, but all of them have different powers, all from different countries. It's pretty hmm. good. And that's a Japanese show. I, I never heard of that. Yeah, man, check it out. It's amazing. I I mean I think it's amazing. Um, the the, the lead hero in it is is from Japan. Which is, you know, which as it should be, yeah. being a Japanese show. But there's a black guy, Native American guy, a French guy, an English guy, um, an American. Is that the American? Yeah. There's like not You're a You're not a baby. This is, a, this is a an girl. animated television show or live action? This is an animated television show that was black and white, then went to color. It's, it's on Netflix right now, some of it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, one of the movies is on either Netflix or Amazon Prime. Cyborg 009. Cyborg 009, Native American and a black guy. Although they made the black guy, his special talent was swimming, which I always thought was kind of odd because all the, according to racial stereotypes, we hate swimming. And I say that as a person on the swim team. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <laughs> as a black man on the swim team, like you would like to. I was confused by this. I suppose it's, you know, anti well, it's, it's just weird. It's like, and it's like the worst power, to be honest, of the whole thing was swimming. <laughs> What's your power? I can swim really well. That's it. Hey, man. But whatever. At least I had a black guy. What do you, what do you expect? This is a black guy on the team. Japanese cartoons from what? Nine, this is the same time as Gachman. So late. This might, been a, this might have been a little bit earlier. Probably like in the early earlier seventies. Oh yeah, because you said it started in black and white. Yeah, it started in black and white. So when did well, you yeah. see that for the first time then? Right. That that's what I'm saying. This is more of a retrospect that I'm going back right. to. Okay. As opposed to something that we watched as kids. Right, right, right. Got it. I'm, so, I'm happy I found it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really watch Robotech that much until um, we had an apartment together and you like bought the whole we you bought like every like VHS tape of it. On VHS. I'm so happy this story came up organically. Continue. And mm-hmm. um, we like there, there was just one day where we just decided we were going to stay up for, like as long days? as it took to watch. <laughs> yeah. Like we did. We stood up days um, to, to, to watch as many as we could. And like um, 
we would just yell at each other if we started to fall asleep. It was, yep. it was, it was terrible. Yeah. And like Fuego would keep us up. <laughs> Fuego, which came in three liter bottles and was 98 cents. Um, and full it was of sugar. Like the worst soda. It was ever. disgusting. They had red and purple, purple and blue. <laughs> Maybe an orange one. Yeah, it was more like a radioactive urine color. Though. Yeah, it was. But it kept us that, up. That was the best one. It burned us. It burned us inside. It did. <laughs> we pass it back and forth, and we take a guzzle, and then we. This is, yeah, this this was before I was OCD, but we'd pass it back and forth to each other. Yeah, he used to be able to um, tolerate other people. Germs. Yeah, yeah. I've but never yeah. known you to be able to share a bottle of soda or can or anybody. Yeah, back, back in the old days. Yeah, back in the old days, I could. Back when we were starving. We shared we watching anime. We shared everything. <laughs> we did. So, so that kind of is a nice little segue. Um, I have these specific stories with a couple of my friends, wherein we discover that we both have a mutual interest in anime or Dragon Ball or what. With Carlton, it was like when we were eleven, and we both, you know, figured out we were both on our way to being Pokemon masters, shit like that. Nice. Yeah. So, do you guys have any kind of similar moment that you can recall where you both? I mean, how the heck did you guys? I don't think I know the story. How did you guys even meet in the first place? Oh, oh it was a rough time. It was a rough time. We both wanted. <laughs> I don't know about that. We, we were we were in <laughs> high school. I gotta say, I wasn't very fond of Julius. Really? Because we were both. Which is interesting out. because the, what thirty almost thirty five years later, here we are doing well, this. Well, <laughs> it's because he was in a theater company. And they would put on a play called Little Shop of Horrors. And I wanted to be the plant desperately. I really, I really wanted to. And he really wanted that part too. So we're both the dentist. No, I, didn't, I got the dentist. I wanted the dentist. I don't want the oh. plant. Well, I wanted the plant. I wanted the dentist, but you got the dentist. And I was like, F you. I was oh, mad, that, mad. That, oh, I thought. Oh, is that, is that why you hated me? I didn't hate you. I was like. Like he got the he got the part I wanted. I can I'm allowed to be upset at that and still. You wanted him. the Steve okay. Martin part, yeah. Oh yeah, he's the best part in the whole show. Oh Absolutely yeah, that was is. great. Yeah, in you're out, boom. But I thought being the plant would be cool because I'd be off stage with a microphone and I wouldn't have to wear makeup and things like that. True, I wouldn't true. have to be on stage because I was I was reasonably practicality. Shy. I, I reasonably understand. Shy. So mm-hmm. that's when we first kind of um, knew each other and became friends a little bit through the show. Right. But really, when we first started being, being close was I was delivering pizzas for Domino's down in the Flint, and I saw him, it was a Wednesday, because Wednesday was comic book day, and he was walking through the center of the city, and I knew he lived way down in the South End, I was like, what's he doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm walking to the comic book store, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'll, I'll give you a ride to the comic book store, because I'm going there too, in between my pizza runs delivering pizzas so so oh. so then we discovered that we had this you know shared interest and then it was like weird like uh because you know that kyle that when you meet someone who's like you you realize how much they are like you and with your father and i we have like a weird connection it's like weird it's like it's, it's almost pseudo psycho like love psych- connection. psychic it's, yes. yeah it's, it's a it's a psychic love connection i agree the love of anime and stuff like that to, to the point where, like, we, we, we think the same thoughts at, at, at lots of times. We'll have the same thought process, come to the same conclusion really quick at the, about the same thing. Um, oh, yeah. Or, like, I'll, I'll, I'll say something and he, he was just about to say it. So, so right. All at the and, same time. And, I mean, obviously that happens more now that we've been friends for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, 30, 34 years, 33 years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but even when, when we first started hanging out, like have, I, I got kicked out of my house when I was 19 and Julius had an apartment already. And he let me um, stay with him in his apartment where I had nowhere else to stay. And then we got really tight there. Yeah. Then there's no we, doubt about it. He saw my superhero suit. He knew. Yeah, I knew. <laughs> he, had, he had a suit. We're not going to go into the suit. <laughs> not going to go into the superhero suit, but I did have one. Yeah, he had, he had career plans of being a vigilante, you know. So we, you know, he, he as shared. As you a, do. As you do. <laughs> so um, <laughs> as you do when you bring up too many comics. As you do. And, you know, he, 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 um, you know, ended up sharing like, you know, I, I collected all DC comics. He collected all the Marvel comics. We switched comics. Oh my God, yeah, I remember boxes. that. I read all your um, Titans and you read all my read new all mutants my Titans and, and I read all your new mutants, all your X-Men because I'd never really read X-Men before. I mm -hmm. read like every single one from giant size all the way to current. Whoa, wait a minute. He showed you the X-Men and you showed him new Titans? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, in my brain, my, Dad, you're an X-Men guy and he's a DC uh, new Titans Dick Grayson guy. Really... Like, So to the fact that you introduced that shit to one another is yeah. interesting to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't really read a lot of the X-Men stuff. Like, I pick up one here or there. Like like in a in a value pack, you know, like three comics for like a dollar. <laughs> That's a whole other story, man. That's yeah. when we had our addiction. Yeah, we had bad <laughs> But yeah, we, 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 we had these giant boxes of comics, you know, the, the big mm -hmm. white ones. And I took his boxes, he took my boxes. And, you know, over a couple of months, we read all the comics. We just, like, that's what we did a lot of time. We just sat on the couch, read, read comics. comics side by side. And, you no know, cable. Uh, yep. No, no cable. We had, we had a VCR. Maybe eight is, movies. Yeah. So, so you, and you like showed me a lot of the movies you, you really liked that I'd never seen before. I'd never watched the Marx Brothers mm -hmm. before. So you introduced me to the Marx Brothers, right? Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, we had a big influence on each other, you know, Definitely. at a young age. Yep, so, yep, yep. Wow. Did I answer the question? What was the question? No, that Yo, was a good question. That was, that was a good answer. I just learned so much more about you guys in the last five minutes. I'm not going to say over, you know, more than the collective total in my life, obviously, <laughs> but I don't know. I never knew that story. I never knew exactly how it started. I, I'm... Mm -hmm. The X-Men Titan stuff, the fact that, I don't know, I would have imagined yeah. it was the other way was around. It, no, really? Because your dad loves Superman. That was his character. Yeah. yeah, but Superman is not Teen Titan. I mean, I get being a DC guy versus a Marvel guy or whatever, but I don't know. When I, when I think of the X-Men, you know what I really think of when I think of the X-Men sometimes? What? Is that, uh, that banner from Pizza Hut. From yep. 1994 oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That was after the cartoon came out. I think Julius, in the animated series a lot. Julius and Steven were away at college. And I was kind of left behind because I didn't go to college for a few years after because I had a baby that was born. His name was Kyle. <laughs> and um, so I, I didn't go off to college right away until he got, you know, like five, six years old. And he was heading for kindergarten. That's when I started going to school again. Um, but they were gone. So... Um, on, on one of our trips um, back, we, me and Steven um, ended up stealing one of these giant banners that had Cyclops on it in the middle of a snowstorm. So that, that, that's um, one of the X-Men things. But yeah, I'd already It's been... still somewhere in your basement. I know. Oh yeah, it's in I, the basement, I got it. I asked Jessica not too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so I feel like I've got a pretty good you know background on everything to this point in terms of you know how you guys became friends how you became nerds and how you both helped foster each other's 
you know, respective geeky habits. Mm -hmm. So um, that said, the elephant in the room, the name of my show, I'm not sure if y'all know or if you've listened to it, it's called Dragon Ball Super Dope. Oh, I should have brushed up on Dragon Ball stuff. I thought this was just called Super Dope. Like I thought the kid was stupid or something. I didn't know. (laughs) Like a really dumb kid. (laughs) He's the the best at being a dope. A dope. (laughs) Everything that you just described is basically the reasons thought out loud as to why the name hasn't been dropped to just Super Dope. So that's a good idea. Keep it. Keep the dragon in there. That saves you. Yeah. Well, you're blaming the dragons. There, the super dope brand is uh something we can spin off to other things, but we can't just have it be super dope by itself because they'll make all of those jokes that you just made, right? Yeah, the super dope is your adjective, yeah, exactly. It's an adjective, it's not a noun, all right. So, let me ask you guys, uh, how did you first? I'm assuming it was you, Julius, that had found Dragon Ball in the first place, and um. You know, before you apparently have it on in the background for me, little baby Kyle, we'll get there in a moment. Uh, how did you first find it and the bootleg tape saga? Tell me a little bit about that. Right. So it's funny because we talked earlier about my age and I, I started school late and I ended school late. Very embarrassing. However, when I did finally graduate, I went to New York, the Harlem School of the Arts, where I um, learned how to dance. I was going to go to well, dance school. Your big plan was to learn how to be a great dancer so you could then be a choreographer in martial arts movies. This is true. This is all true. So that was the plan, but I had to learn how to dance first. Um, that being said, I ended up living upstairs of, on top of the school. A lot of other stuff before that, um, closets and homelessness and dressing rooms, all places that I've slept. But finally, I found a place where I could sleep. It was an apartment on top of the school and I had a little color TV in the sad story, it's black and white, but I don't know. I think it was color. It was a, a little color TV. <laughs> and I had only New York channels because, again, who has money for cable? And one of those New York ca- um, channels was a Japanese straight-up channel. Only Japanese shows. Um, and two of the shows that came on were animation shows. So this is like, what, 1991? This is 92. Exactly, 92. 92. Two shows that I caught that were cartoons, and I didn't know the names of them. Well, I know I did because they had the, the in, in the commercial break, Ra and Ma, and they have this, and they still do it to this day, even uh, like, even for little, a hero. Yeah, academia, they call it. I can't. The break, they always yeah. show the show, right? Yeah, the I can't. Yeah. So one of them was Ranma, one half, and the other one was Dragon Ball Z. And I can, tell you yeah. the, I can tell you the exact episode, Kyle, because maybe you'll know it. I'll tell you the episode. You tell me if it's Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, because obvious you know much more like details of the shows than I do. Yeah. Sometimes. We just watched it. We didn't study it like you. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we, we weren't gonna <laughs> You're take, not a scholar. <laughs> we're going to take our master's on it. <laughs> yeah. get my hey, you know what, DBZ. dude? I do have a friend who's written several books on Dragon Ball Z, Derek Padula. I hope mm-hmm. you're listening, buddy. Shout out Derek Padula. Hey, we're going to have him on the show before. Shout Hopefully out for the Padula. year is up. <laughs> Go read his book. I will. The Tao, yeah. the Tao of Dragon Ball. I think I've got a copy of it over here. He has a DBZ in Dragon Ball Z. So, <laughs> so tell me about this first episode. <laughs> The first episode I watched was Tension. Am I getting his name right? The guy with the three Tenshin eyes? Tension on? Yes. The three eyes. Yeah. And he's practicing his tri-beam. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> That's all I remember. 
He was practicing his tribe getting ready for the big fight. Um, that, that was a cell. That wasn't the cell song. He's like standing under a waterfall. Maybe. No, that's not cell saga. This is, no. this is when he's the big bad. Oh yeah. Did he so have that's the in... tri-beam in OG Dragon Ball? I can't remember. But that's no, that, a... yeah, that's when he's the bad guy. He was always in Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z. And Dragon Ball Z starts off as a friend. Yeah, Dragon so Ball that's Z. That's all I remember. Like Him a... practicing that and Piccolo standing on poles, which he is known to do all the time. Sure. Very true. Yeah. So yeah, that had to be the original Dragon Ball. I never watched the original Dragon Ball. Like, um, the only Dragon Ball I saw was when you came home from New York. You you had gotten you'd gone down to um, Chinatown and um, you'd bought a bunch of VHS tapes. Yes, I did. So, what was it about Dragon Ball that resonated with you to the point where you saw it? Probably, you, you saw it without subtitles on television at yeah. the time. You All Japanese. and then and then you know made the conscious decision to go seek out some bootleg tapes. You know, fans was at the time in the early '90s. What compels you to do that? What's that story and how you found those? Um. Well, it was cool. It's like I had a lot of free time I, when I was in New York for that first year. I was legit by myself. That's it. Just out um, adventuring by yourself in between so classes. I went adventuring when you by had myself in time. Chinatown, as you do. Looking for a master to train me. As you do. Yep. As you do. Because <laughs> Leroy was from New York and he learned Kung Fu. Catches bullets in his teeth. Yeah, Catches man. Catches bullets what? in his teeth. Yeah, Talk I about Taekwondo. Like I'm white. I can. Yeah. So I, I, get, I just kept on going into shops. Where they, and then sooner or later, I hit one. And there they were. Um, and then I, I kept on going to that shop over and over again. And every, every week they would have um, new something ones. different. It and was on Walker Street. It was on Walker Street in Chinatown. You can look it up. The and street, not the place. It's gone by now. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sake of context, though, it was like usually three, four episodes on a VHS tape. Yep. Uh, yes, sir. Yep. What were you paying? Like 20, with, 25 With commercials. Bucks? With commercials with, and a lot of. With but Japanese you know what? Commercials. I still have all my Dragon Ball GT VHS tapes for that my dad got me one year for Christmas. The tapes that have the commercials that still left in are my favorite, yes. my favorite ones yes. for sure. <laughs> those are from me. Dragon Ball GT, no, those are from me. Oh no, not the GT, the Dragon Ball Zs. The Dragon Ball Zs. I are do from have me. several Dragon Ball Z VHSs that I definitely know are from your collection, Julius. But one year for Christmas, my dad got me. I think it's on maybe sixteen VHS tapes, the entirety yeah. of Dragon Ball GT one through sixty-four. That's, crazy. That's awesome. It was yeah, low. that was hard to find. I got the, I found that on eBay from right. uh, you know. But, but yeah, some of those so, still have commercials left in, like creepy ass Ronald McDonald yeah. shit. Those are my favorite memories yep, yep, from my childhood. But yeah, um, but I mean that's all way after. Like when you're in New York, Kyle, I think is three years old. Exactly. And so by then, I'm already bringing tapes in. Yeah, yeah. So you're bringing right? them I'm back bringing home to in. New England. Every, yeah. So every you, time there's a Christmas break, every so, time so, there's yeah, a summer so, break, I'm bringing tapes in for all of us to watch because so, i'm so, not the bringer of, of dbz right so the first time he, he called me up he was home for a christmas break and he called me up and said oh you gotta get over here i got something you gotta see and he showed me some like weird cartoons that use the n-word a lot well what was that what was that one that was called coonskin yeah he, he by he, ralph he, bakshi okay yeah, he liked to 
I shout out to Ralph Baxi. <laughs> one of his favorite things is making me incredibly <laughs> uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. To sit in a room with a black man and have to see all this stuff. And then, then like, I, I, you don't know how to react. If you go to his living room right now, you'll go to his living room and you'll see a big painting of, like, a school segregation thing from, um, who's, who's the artist? Norman Rockwell. Norman Rockwell, when he sees a little girl, um, Ruby Bridges, um, segregating. Oh, he's going. Oh, my God. For those on the Patreon, we just turned the camera over to it. I wasn't sure if we were talking about, you know, like a hypothetical or your actual One living second. room, Julius. But oh, yeah. yeah, no, there it is. The Norman Rockwell painting. So, so, so a favorite thing of his is to have friends it? over. And then they would have to look at this. Looks and if good, you can't, man. Uh, you can't see it on the wall, but the N word is spray painted on the wall. And, you know, people are throwing things at this little girl as the school is being integrated. Oh and, yeah, no, um, I could not see that part. <laughs> yeah, so oh, you will when when, when you re, when you rewind the tape, you'll see it. Oh, Jesus. So he 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 would always kind of bring home things that that would um, increase my range in cultural sensitivity. Let's right. say, you know, because you know I, I was a you know very reasonably privileged white kid, um, and um, you know he he is he's a he's he grew up um, you know not as well off. And you know, living in um, Maple Gardens and other places like that, where Maple Gardens are the projects for sake of context. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, so, so, one of the many projects of Fall River, Massachusetts. Woo! Represent, baby. Woo! So anyway, he called me up. Said you got to come over. So after he shows me the the um, he he gives coonskin. me It's called coonskin. Thank you. Uh, after he shows me that, and he sings along to it. I love how proud you just yelled that out. <laughs> he sings along to it. He sings it to me before he even turns it on. He goes, oh, you got to see this. And he starts singing the song. <laughs> and he sings it to me. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't wanna... it. I'm like, I don't want to see that. And he, he's like, well, we are. Plugs it's it Cat in. Man's... <laughs> it's the Cat funny thing is, is it's Catman's <laughs> Cat Struthers. It's Catman Struthers who did the voice of Hong Kong Fui. And also one of the um, the Autobots. One of the Autobots, and um, he, he was in the Kick the Can episode of The Twilight Zone. And he was um, in The Shining. Yes, as, as the, the magical um, black He's person. a black man, Kyle. Yeah. I, I gathered. So, um. so after he shows me that cartoon, I thought you wanted to yell the title. After he shows me Boots that skin. cartoon, <laughs> um, he then puts on an episode of Dragon Ball Z and like I've never watched Dragon Ball. I've never watched any Dragon Ball Z up to this point. It's just like it starts off at the beginning of like the Cell Saga. Like so, you know, I see like Piccolo. He's he he became my favorite right away. Piccolo. I was like, oh my God, this guy is great. He's got weighted clothing. He's doing all his badass stuff. You know, all these powers. All these great powers. I'm like, oh, what's his name? And he's like Piccolo. I was like, like the flute? He's like, yeah, like the flute. And I was like, oh I love him. So, you know, we, we stood up like, you know, it was like, it was literally like, you know, like um, Christmas break. So it was like right at the holidays. And like, I would go over every night for the week he was off and we'd like watch, like we'd watch like whatever, 15 episodes or however many he brought home. Mm -hmm. And that was my introduction to Dragon Ball Z. And then I started bringing over the movies. Yeah, which were also totally out of context. Uh, I, you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was tough in the 80s and 90s for us because like if you saw something, you just bought it. Like it could be episode 15 and you didn't see one through 14. You just bought it because you're never going right. to see that again. So, so I mean, that's what we did. And then you just, you, you fill it in. And then later you, you find the earlier episodes and you go, yep. oh, that's why that happened. 
And you know, that, that's how we learned about. Yeah. Uh, I got to sell Saga, the perfect sell Saga. Then I got like, um, I think I got some boost stuff later. I didn't get that much of the freezer stuff though. No, but it was mostly sell boo in all the movies. Well, yeah, I was yeah. going to ask, like, what about it, you know, kind of resonated with you guys, but I Dude, think... Kung Fu. Well, yeah, of course. The For Kung me, Fu I love and, to and... fight. Bruce Lee is my hero, right? 100%. Bruce Lee's my hero. I studied martial arts forever, um, and I love it. I guess, you know, it's like one of the coolest things in the world to me, right? That plus its animation. So now, it's, now it's Japanimation, from, to use the word from the day. Plus kung fu, plus they have they can shoot blast. It's blowing my mind because this is like comic book stuff now. Right. Now they can fly, shoot blast. They know kung fu. How much more cool. of, of a a geek overload can I get? That's what was so different. Like we grew up on spaceships and mostly like um, giant robo kind of stuff. And like this. You know, harken back to um, almost like um, Starzinger, the Space Gateers. Before we figured it out, we, before we figured it out, it took us a little bit to get to figure it all out. That right. The same character. But, but even beside being the same character, it was cool to see like people having adventures and not having a giant robot because yeah. we didn't have no giant robots back in the day that we could jump in and just kind of hang out in. We didn't have video games like that. Nope. You know, that was the beginning of Nintendo around that time. So like we didn't have any of that. So it, it, seeing these people, like we, we could like kind of like, I mean, we, we were almost 20 years old then, but we could like, you know, we, we played it, you know, you could see us powering up, you know, we, we would like um, yell, big bang attack, and like just go at each other. Why not? Why not? You know, sing all the theme songs. Yeah, it was, it was, just, it was just great, man. It was fun. It was fun. And it was something new to, it was so new. And, and we yeah. were so ahead of the curb. It, don't forget, this was 92, 93. No one knew what was going on. When, when, when did it come on Cartoon Network? It wasn't until a few years later. Maybe 94, 95, Kyle? Well, 90. Um, so Dragon Ball, the first 13 episodes were localized, I believe, in 95. And then it, it started to get uh, local. Like They basically said these first 13 episodes for the first series, we're not going to do this. Let's jump ahead to Dragon Ball Z. That stuff yeah, started in probably like 96, but it didn't make its way over to Cartoon Network, especially, well, it made its way over to Cartoon Network and syndication when it was been, when it had been dubbed by um, Funimation and Ocean Studios concurrently. And then Funimation took everything in-house and that's when Funimation brought it to Cartoon Network exclusively. And it was like that thing that harkens back to what we were talking about with the animes that, you know, hit home with you guys. In my time growing up, it was you had to be home by five o'clock to be able to see Dragon Ball Z on Cartoon Network because we needed to know what was going to happen with the, with the next part of the Frieza saga or the Cell games or whatever. Um, my memory definitely goes back to, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, the first time I remember seeing Dragon Ball when I was probably five or six years old. It was like a real random occurrence. I remember the exact episode. Um, Goku turns into a giant monkey. They bust out of uh, a prison that they're in in Pilaf's castle. And uh, oh, this, this is, happens this concurrently with, with, yeah, this yeah. is the first Dragon Ball series. Um, mm -hmm. It happens concurrently with Pilaf, you know, stealing and summoning the dragon, uh, stealing the dragon ball, <laughs> summoning the dragon. Of course. And Oolong busts out and wish, wishes panties. for a pair of panties. 
This yeah, was my first episode that I remember watching for Dragon Ball. And I was like, I'm not sure what the fuck's going on, but this yeah, is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, even then it was just like underwear. He didn't say yeah, but, panties. But, no, yeah. And like like us, like when we jumped right out into the middle of it, it's it's very exciting to jump into the middle of something, not really know what's going on, but know it's cool mm-hmm. and wanting to find out everything about it. So right. yeah. I, yeah, I, I going back that. and trying to fill in the holes of the the re, you know, research a little bit as to how we got to this cool thing that we saw. It's like what led to that. Hell, I remember like the, one of the first things I, I I found of DBZ before I got the movies. <clears throat> And right around the time I got the TV show was like, almost looks like a mouse pad. I don't know if you remember it, Greg. It was like a mouse pad and it had all the characters on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of DBZ. And at that time, I didn't know who was who still. Right. Because a lot of the characters look similar. Right. But I'm like, oh, I I like the guy with the sword. He looks cool. Yeah. So kind of leads perfectly into, you know, I don't recall this happening, but apparently you guys, you know, reference at the top of the episode when we did the oral history of Dragon Ball and I tell the story about, you know, that I just told you guys about my first episode of Dragon Ball. I told that to my dad a couple of years ago and he yelled at me and he said, as he should. Yeah, I guess Uh, he yelled at me and said, bastard motherfucker. We had the (laughs) cell games on when you were like two or three years old. Which I said, okay. I mean, that's cool, but did you expect me to remember that from two or three years old? I mean, most people's yes, memories <laughs> aren't remembering stuff from that. But um, speaking of Such the Cell Games, we definitely have um, our favorite characters. My three favorite characters in Dragon Ball. It's no secret to the listeners. Goku, Vegeta, Future Trunks. And those three, I don't know if there's an order for them in particular, but... Uh, what was it about Future Trunks and the Cell Games that resonated with you, Julius? Um, well, it was the first Besides thing Besides the cool-ass sword, obviously. It was a cool-ass sword. And your father and I, we loved swords growing up. Yep. Um, that was easy. He had a sword. Straight up. His, his, his jacket was ridiculous. He, he wore like a half jacket. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. No, he still could show off his butt, I guess. I don't know. No, man. It's just like he, wanted to show off, off? he wanted to show off his lower ribs and how cut they were. Um, yeah. Trunks had long hair around the time I was growing out my hair. So that's another reason why his hair was purple. Also very cool to me. Um, I guess Goku would be my second guy. And Vegeta, just like you, I'm guessing. Um, I can't really, uh, Yeah. Well, I know that Trunks is, oh, like, when I think of you and your Dragon Ball character, I'll always associate Trunks when I think of my dad and a Dragon Ball character. It'll forever be... Vegeta in his contemplations and madness. That's for all you dub fans out there. But what was it about um, Vegeta that resonated with you, Pop? Um, well, first, just the the Cell games itself and all the Cell stuff. Like, I just always love time travel stories. So as soon as you see that that's a time travel story, I was like, I was totally like into this. Um, like, at, at first, Piccolo was my favorite because I like the idea of somebody fighting at a lower power. And then taking off all this weighted stuff, and then like, you know, you're like, oh, they've they've been, um, you know, handicapping themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, they they've been weakening themselves to. Um, they still do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and I I love that idea. And then they're like, well, now now I got to get serious, but they're not really that serious yet. But they got to get serious. They're never they're that, not really serious. that serious. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love that idea. Okay, now I'm really serious. 
<laughs> there's always <laughs> not, yeah not that an, serious, another yeah. level of serious to graduate right. to <laughs> but um i like the reason why vegeta is my favorite like came to be my favorite was i love the idea that he hates someone so much <laughs> he hates goku so much that he'll stay with him all the time just to make sure like to to, to try to catch up with him it's like we're gonna hang around together but it's only until you know i get strong enough to destroy you that that's that's what our friendship is built on and i love that idea that goku's kind of like just cool with it he's like yeah that's cool man we'll just hang out we'll train we'll fight right. some monsters yeah like, that's cool you're gonna try to kill me at a certain point that's cool sure. man i'll fight you that's when cool. it happens yeah and goku just smiles he's like yeah that'll be fun he's a simpleton goku's a simpleton yeah he's he's, he's a savant definitely yeah yeah he's um, only a, a, an idiot savant that's and i love the idea that Vegeta is, you know, I am the prince of all Saiyans once again. It's like every time he gets up to a certain point, he bypasses Goku and it's like, oh, buddy. Oh, oh, it's not going to last. So short. You, you know, you made a mistake, you know, and, you know, in the Cell games, he does that a couple of times where he like bulks up so powerfully and you're like, and I didn't see like the mistake, but Goku right away sees the mistake. He's like, oh, he's, he's powerful, but he's not fast. So, so, so that, that he, he makes these like tactical errors. And I like that about Vegeta. He, he's not perfect, but he's like always fighting to be perfect. And he never gives up on it either. And he's always fueled by anger. I love that. I, I can totally feel that in 2020. Oh my God, you, man. And you know, his character is, is great because so many other animations since then have used his character as, as, as a baseline. As a template, yeah. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. He's like that, that, um, stereotypical anime foil to your main protagonist. Like right. if you want your guy to be able to go up against somebody who is, you know, like Bakugo. Yeah. Who's like tough and rigid in his morals, but maybe not so, um, you know, soft with the personality. Maybe he's a little mm -hmm. abrasive. Um, right. Yeah, no, D Vegeta has definitely become. I've never watched Naruto, but I want to say it's Sasuke is the yeah, it Naruto is Sasuke. equivalent. It is. It's Sasuke. He couldn't care less about you. He has his mission, and that's it. Word. Well, I can kind of understand why the two of you had bought into Dragon Ball as a uh, series and as an IP in general, but. Uh, this is kind of a yes or no question, I guess. It's a pretty quick one in terms of the course of our conversation. Um, all of this eventually leads to you guys, you know, continuing to purchase these bootleg VHS tapes. And we eventually go so far as to have the PlayStation sent away to some random dude on the Internet to get a Japanese uh, chip yeah. installed <laughs> so we can play, you know, Japanese uh, Dragon Ball games. And we get the Super Battle Collection box figures imported from Japan through eBay, early days, all that stuff. Uh, yes or no question. Did you guys realize that you were setting up a young a young Kyle for a um a lifetime of Dragon Ball madness. Did you did you have an idea of the path that you were sending me down? Yes or no? Uh, we'll start with you, Julius. No, I I I know it's just a yes and no, but f that. The whole point of us sharing that with you is is is, is so that you have all this geekdom to fall back on. We 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 talk about geek stuff, and I I really think it's a great avenue to go down it helps you keep out of trouble for the most part yeah it, 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 there is there are some morals in it believe it right um yeah. so it's not just dragon ball z and, and if, if you look behind you there's a whole bunch of stuff besides dbz 
that that we that we've shared that and, I, and i'll say we because i was pretty much there when you were born 100 percent um so it's star wars and indiana jones and star trek and all these things that make you the the, the person that makes us the persons we are now um, so, so you had no idea that i was going to be a dragon ball junkie no. bad foresight on your part uncle julius pop same question did you know <laughs> so, so um <laughs> That's my bad. I'm sorry, Kyle. Um, God damn it. You fucked me all up. Um, <laughs> I mean, um, I lost my dad when I was young, 13 years old. Um, Julius never had a dad growing up, and he, he was raised by his grandma. And But he was also very much raised, like he kind of hinted at just then, by the comics he read, um, the TV shows we watched. And, like, that's a, a source like, of, you know, trying to figure out who you are or who you want to be as a person. Like, so for me, um, like my, my dad died when I was 13. So that's like the beginning of eighth grade in September of eighth grade. And like, I really kind of latched onto the character of Superman and Superman comics and the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. And like, that was just like my comfort stuff. Um, but I wanted to give you things like that. I mean, to, to be honest, I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't, think I was going to grow um, to be as old as I am now. So I wanted to do as many things for you when you were young as I could. And I, like my goal was to get you past 20 and still be alive, you know, until <laughs> till you could take care of yourself. That was my goal when I was, um, you know, a, a younger man. Uh, I'm a different kind of parent now with um, your sisters, but um, I, I always tried to like, give you things that would, you know, enrich you like Julius said. Um, but also, I mean, I didn't push things at you so much as I saw things you were interested in and then I would get everything you wanted from that. Like you, 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 you were, became very interested in Dragon Ball Z. So one of the things we would bond over was we would go from store to store to store. We would drive like 50 miles to, um, because um, a store called Ames that used to be Zares when I was young, um, they, they started stocking Dragon Ball toys when it became mainstream in America. And um, so we would go store to store to store and buy, and buy up whatever ones you didn't have. So that was a way we bonded. We spent time in the car talking about the action figures you're looking for and stuff like that. Um, so, so that was a way we bonded. I, I just kind of, whatever you liked, I wanted to give you more of it. And I mean, that went with Pokemon, which I was not a fan of, but you really liked. So we would drive around because um, Pokemon cards were scarce then. So you'd have to go from store to store to store. So I was always trying to give you stuff that, that you liked. I mean, I remember even, you know, go, going up to um, when, you, when you started getting into Ron the One Half, like just going up to Providence to Anime Crash and looking for Ron the One Half stuff on there. And then you know, try, trying to find whatever we could because, I mean, back then, when you were a kid, four, five, six, seven, when you're into that stuff, um, it was very hard Impossible. to find. Impossible to find. Um, Dude, eBay, it was, eBay was just starting. so tough, um, right? Yeah, it was, it was tough. I remember that movie. We watched it over and over again. The Rama One Half movie. Big Trouble in Necon Ron China? Yes. Oh, yeah. Mean, part we two, over Nihau, my and over and over again. Don't you know? No, no, no. no. It's, it's love. love. Dude, oh yeah, man. Yeah, that was like, like one of the. I'm some of the best like Ronma Facebook shit posting groups right now. Like so many Ronma <laughs> memes are at the forefront of my memory at this moment. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, those first two Ronma movies were 
And that's the thing too. Like, I don't think, I think we kind of jumped over it a little bit. I kind of wanted to pay, you know, a little bit of attention to it, but before I even had that moment where I, you know, saw Dragon Ball on television for myself as a child for the first time, I had this, you know, if you're on the Patreon, you'll see it off here, you know, to the right of me in the video. Um, Ronma one half hard battle for Super Nintendo. Yes. I remember being four years old. I remember you bringing it over to my grandmother's house, Julius. I remember us playing it on the big screen pullout television uh, somehow uh, that my grandma had in her living room at that time. And like that was my introduction or like my first introduction that I remember to any kind of anime, not through a video game. And then before long, we had VHS tapes of episodes of these characters that I was just playing video game characters. You know, that's a pretty cool thing to make the connection with. Um, before before I even saw a cartoon of that, I, I had gotten a video game, and I was playing it, and Julius came over. I was at your grandmother's house. It's this cartridge it. right here to the right of me. This is the one that you bought, whatever, 20, oh, yeah? 26 years ago. It's this cartridge. It, it, I, I forgot why I bought it. It just looked cool. I know why you bought it. Why? Did you buy it because, at RX in Swansea? Because I, I, I got the movie first. I remember. Nah. I watched it in New York. Okay. Right, I watched that episode of I watched episodes in New York City. Okay, I found a VHS of 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 the movie. All right, and then you bought that tape because you had told me about it. No, well, we watched it together. So I bought the game after. I thought I was playing the game, and then you told me about the cartoon. Could be, but the, but the game came out in '93. Yeah, the cartoon came out in '92. Mm. The uh. movie. Um, I don't remember the exact date the movies came out. I want to say in Big Trouble in Neck on Run China maybe came out around 92, 93, but the series anime started in 89 and then it yeah. got rebooted again in 90 with a different animation yeah. staff, all that and stuff. Then we watched that and that was amazing. Yeah, that was um, great. Yeah. And on that, a totally different wavelength than DBZ. Yeah. Right? 100%. It was way yeah. more like it, they still had the Kung Fu aspect, but it was way yeah. more like the harem based anime stuff and that there was yep. a million girls interested in Ranma and vice versa mm-hmm. with Akane, but also the, um, you know, the transformation, the humor, the like acting, there was right. a lot more comedy infused into it. A hundred percent. And back then we were buying $25 VHS tapes for two. Yeah. And then eventually it became three episodes on a tape. When DVD right. started to come out, yep. they started to put three episodes on a VHS, but it was two episodes for 25 bucks. Back Ridiculous. then this did. And, and they, these, these um, localizations still hold up. These dubs are still so good. The Viz dubs Solid. for Ronma are so, so good. Mm-hmm. I would equate them to something, um, to give you like a modern example, the um, localizations for My Hero Academia are done phenomenally. Right. Um, like, it's it's that level of good. It's that level the of comparison. The blue lightning. Come on. The Farouken High. Yeah, the shooting star. The blue thunder Farouken High. Who calls him that? <laughs> I heard him no call himself does. the shooting star last week. <laughs> <laughs> like but. I still, I still rewatch those episodes. Like um, they're solid. They're all no. on Hulu too, Mister or Miss Listener. If you don't know, um, Ron yeah, yeah, one half, they're um, all on Hulu. Like I was, Go check them out. I was watching some with Willow um, a couple weeks ago, but Nova Lee, when she was um, eight, nine years old, she really got into Rama one half. Mm-hmm. So like we got her all of the like like I did for you. If she was into something, I got her everything for it. So I got her all the um comics for it, um the manga. 
Um, and you know, we, we, we got, um, all the, all the DVDs for, for, and you know, she was, she was really, really into that. And it was she had the haircut of Akane for a bit. She did. She did. She did. <laughs> you ended up buying her a nice anime cell of Akane yep. that we still have here. Um, but, um, that, that for me, like Rama one half and, um, who wrote that? Rumiko. Rumiko uh, Takahashi. Takahashi. Like she. Shout out to Rumiko. Yeah, and everyone uh, knows her more for say Unuyasha. Um, yeah, right, you know, yeah. right. And Maison those are Akoku. fine. Oh, those are fine. I mean, but... Inuyasha is definitely like a larger, more especially right. here in the West uh, in mm-hmm. America. It's probably right. a bigger anime, but yeah, Zanma is the one that right. Ugh, and like the, the, feels. the the reason why Rama those characters got, live inside of me. <laughs> the reason why Rama never got like a big, um, you know, mainstream one word on TV titties. Was, yeah, nudity. Um, like that, that cartoon, um, what was very open about, you know, um, gender fluidity, obviously. And way before uh, its time. Way before its time. hundred percent. <laughs> so before yeah. its time. I mean, if you don't 80. know the general premise of Ranma One Half, it's about a martial artist who goes to a Chinese training ground who falls into a cursed spring. And when he emerges, he is now in the form of a young girl. Whenever he splashed with. Jusenkyo, uh, yeah. Whenever he splashed with cold water, he's turned into a a woman and whenever he's splashed with hot water he turns back again into his male form uh there are other martial artists who take the shapes of other things pandas pigs cats ducks uh, <laughs> what the fuck is pantyhose taro like some kind of and flying like, buffalo like a dude flying bull. he's a, yeah. a chimera <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly that's uh, exactly it, what it is yeah like, <laughs> but I mean, yeah in terms to... of the gender fluidity to be a boy a girl you see titties right, hanging I out think... all the time in the yes, early yes, issues tons, tons that's of not something that does not even that's then that translates like, easily shampoo still kisses them as a girl right yeah. um and she's, like, even, she's down and even once um the blue thunder like finds out <laughs> about his fluidity like he's still into ranma no matter what so well, it's, it's interesting that the way. question is like is he is he mindful of the dick or does he just not remember <laughs> that well, i mean first, it's the same person first i don't want to I, I wouldn't talk about it so crudely um i think nope. it's done very purposefully <laughs> um i think if it was written by um a male author it would have been I, I can see it being very kind of tawdry, but Rumiko Takahashi, I think she's very thoughtful about that stuff. It, um, so, so I think she, all of the um, perverted, you know, grandfather stuff. Um, what's his name? Hapusai. Um, all his stuff. The long like, tradition of, of pervert teachers. Right. I think Japanese, she, called, she, Japanese animation. Yeah, he's I the master Roshi takes, of Ranma. Right. She takes the tropes, and she twists it, like. like um, Hapasai is never glorified in what he does. He's always the outcast for what he does. Um, <laughs> in Dragon Ball, they have a problem with um, like um, sex and um, ju- just sexuality. Like, I mean, all of our main characters who get anywhere near powerful are, are male characters. You don't have any female characters to get powerful. Yet. I mean, yet. In, in, I no, well, in, well, in Dragon Ball Super, Kyle will tell you. There's yeah, a couple I, I, of characters I'm now. Watching it. Is it Carrot? Well, yeah, that's kind of leads me in perfectly to my next question is that, you know, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT ends as it does. And for a long time, that was the button on the series for us. And I still got all choked up when I watched the end of GT because that's still the end of Dragon it's Ball. Perfect, and, and it's a perfect ending. I really like that ending. As, as flawed as Dragon Ball GT is as a series. The I mean, as flawed of, as... Oh, 
hey, I'm going to tell you a secret about Dragon Ball. No, 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 no. Don't tell me that secret yet. Tell me in a moment because I know exactly what the secret is. I'm going to tell you a secret. The Dragon Ball original cartoon is not very good. Hey. The Dragon Ball Z you is mother- not very good. What? Hey. Dragon Are you Ball done? GT Are you done? Is just as Are you bad done yet? I'm rest. trying to make a goddamn point. You done? I love all Anyway, of them, it ends and it's beautiful flawed. and I love it. Are you done? You're right. It's all perfect. Go on. Perfect. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's okay to love things and understand that they're not hey. very good. Go on. I love Dragon Ball Z, but I can guarantee you there's a lot of filler in that show. Of course, dude. We can all point out the flaws of the things that we love. But I love that show. making a Without joke a here. Dragon but Ball Super is a much tighter show. My larger point is GTN Super comes back. Right. When you understand well, 13, 2013, the movie is comes back, Battle of Gods. 2015 happens, Fukatsu no F, the Frieza movie. And then yep. a few months after the Frieza movie comes out, they say, hey, we're going to make a new weekly anime series again. Um did either of you guys i don't know i don't think dad did julius i'm not sure if you did either did you watch any or all yes. of dragon all, ball super i or? watched all of super word what a fucking nerd you are okay pop how about you um I, I wasn't that excited when when i heard that was coming out um because i don't know like the filler you're talking about for the other dragon ball z where there's just so much powering up and so much waiting and everything i kind of like that <laughs> like really? i I, I did. I it was. It was. I liked waiting forever for a spirit bomb. I like. I like that. I think why that stuff. I think exists. my. <laughs> I think my favorite things about anime isn't the fighting. You know, I like the story. I like the humor. Um, I like the character development. Um, the fights are all very exciting, but like every every year I get get a little bit older. I, I um kind of you know, check my phone during the fight and I'm more interested in learning new stuff about the mythology or the characters or the character relationships. That's what I love about it. That said, I have started watching um, Super. It's on, I think it's on Hulu now. Is that where it is? Yes, it I is. So, um, yeah. so I, th- I think I've watched maybe five or six of them where the cat god is going around, you know, eating his cuisine and blowing up planets and whatnot. You know, it's like a Food Network kind of show. Yeah, you I saw like episode it. two where Vegeta takes his family to the amusement park. Yes, <laughs> that's that's a fun episode, man. That's a classic. well, you you know, you got you got you got the classic Vegeta of um, brutalizing his son, smacking him around a bit, and then making up for it by um, bringing him to um, an amusement park where he promptly leaves to go off on. I, I does he go off to like get on an adventure, the same as Goku? You know, they're, they're both the the, the worst absentee fathers I've ever seen. <laughs> it, it, they I, are. Goku's I, a horrible dad. I mean, Goku... Vegeta tries more, I feel. Vegeta yeah. tries more. Um, yeah. Momo's I mean, not having it. <laughs> I, well, I will say, for the sake of Vegeta, that uh, toward the end of Dragon Ball Super, it's actually like one of those, you know, nice little character uh, plot, uh, character development moments that he's got. I mean, it kind of helps advance the plot a little bit as well, Tournament of Power. But uh, yeah, Vegeta becomes less of that uh, absentee father that you're talking about. Um, okay. I, I mean, but, but I mean, I, I love like how he takes care of his son. I mean, with future trunks in the cell games, you know, he's always training with his kid, always training with his kid because he wants, he wants his son to share something that's important to him. And I like that. Even though he do, is physically abusive and psychologically abusive, I imagine that's how he was raised too. Um, you know, that's the Vegeta way. Right. 
All right, so the Saiyan I, way. I'm sorry. The, the Saiyan, Saiyan way. way. Yeah. On planet Vegeta. <laughs> oh. So, Julius, are you keeping up with anything that's going on in the manga uh, chapters right now no, with no, Moro and any of that? No, I, I know that there's obviously another big bad, and they always have to raise the stakes. So this guy is going to be so OP that it's going to be ridiculous, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, that's going to be super duper. Super duper bad news instead of just, you know, <laughs> right? super bad news. Right. Like um, super this duper, guy um... is is definitely equated a little bit toward uh, like the Galactus, I guess, of Dragon Ball Z in that ah. he, yeah, his, his whole Freeza character. is the Galactus of Dragon Ball Z. Motherfucker, listen. Frieza was like the intergalactic real estate salesman of Dragon yeah, Ball Z. Like yeah, but not at first. They're all Galactus when they when they get there. No, but this guy so literally even has Raditz. To... Raditz Dude, was listen to my point. <laughs> he has to feast off of the power of planets. Like he eats planets for sustenance. Oh, and it's yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands of years old and has like all these different types of magics and stuff. Magics that in the beginning of the arc tie back to some of the ancient gods that are involved in the beginning of the Majin Buu saga, the Daikaioshin. Oh, wow. The big fat one that eventually Majin Buu absorbs. Like his origin is tied to that character. So the beginning of this arc for like a fanboy like me or, you know, anybody who's been a fan of this property for a long time, having these cool callbacks that haven't been leaned upon before, you're like, this is interesting. You know, it ties back to familiar stuff, but it's also going in a different direction in that the main dude has like these magical abilities versus, you know, just these OP planet busting abilities that Goku and Vegeta have got now. But so much of what we've um, experienced, I mean, it starts off kind of cool and it calls back to earlier arcs. This is, this has basically been like um, a very fan servicey arc in a lot of ways. It just um, references it back, back to everyone, right? Doesn't it, bring back it, does, everyone? it doesn't bring back everyone, but Boo-boo. it brings you back. No, it doesn't do any of that stuff. It doesn't, it's not like when super 17 happens and everyone gets busted out of hell. It's not like that. It's like, oh, I like that one. That's, you know, that's the fan servicey shit of yesteryear. This year, yes. it's like, we need to, um, you know, have this new character, but we need to give you elements of the Namek saga. So, there's an intergalactic like police force who's catching intergalactic villains that this dude busts out of intergalactic space jail. So there's like fights <laughs> on a massive scale where Gohan, Goku, um, you know, Yamcha, even Piccolo, Yamcha. all these other guys are all involved in, like, rounding up the space. Shut up for Yamcha. Yamcha. Yeah. Yamcha <laughs> represent um, Wolf. Wolf. <laughs> Wolf Fang Fist in the house. Wolf Fang, Wolf Fang Fist. There is, you know, a lot of ability to lean on these other characters and have like a cool nostalgia moment in that sense. But even Moro, you know, he's, it turns out, surprise, he's got some fusion or like some absorption abilities is probably the better way to say it. So he steals people's powers, changes his appearance. At first, he's real old, then he's real young. He uses the Dragon Balls as a point in his plot like there are a lot of cool callbacks to other parts of dragon ball but it's gotten to a point now where i'm worried that's all we've got um, gonna tap out well akira toriyama is not the guy fully um, akira toriyama is the guy in charge and this is a thing that i ranted about a couple of weeks back um you know who's like tr- really in charge of the story going forward they've got um toyotaro 
who is the artist for these new manga chapters every month. But Akira Toriyama is still the guy who's like, hey, this is where I think the story goes. Go make it happen. Toyotaro makes it happen, brings it back to him, and Toriyama says either yes or no. Um, in a most recent, not, was it the most recent chapter? Yeah. Um, most recent chapter, Goku gives, you know, in a callback to the Cell games, he gives Moro a Senzu bean and has him heal up so that way he can, you know, have him redeem himself and he can bring him to space jail or whatever. It's kind of stupid and it really makes no sense. But um, I had some of my YouTube talking head friends go out and say, oh, Toyotaro's writing the worst story ever. I don't know why he's being so stupid about it. When in reality, it just strikes me more as like a um, more of a corporate collective effort of all the yeah. people to just kind of keep things as homogenized and um, money making as possible. <laughs> well, I mean, just, just just to be honest, I mean, as much as you, you love Dragon Ball Super, I mean, I watch it and it's fine. But I mean, the, the universe isn't as rich as I would like it to be like that. It, it, the whole Akira Toriyama set this up on a very flimsy basis when he started Dragon Ball Z. I think Dragon Ball is a much richer, richer mythology than Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z is, I'm going to get strong. I'm going to fight. Monster's going to be stronger. I'm going to train. I'm going to get stronger. I'm going to fight. And then we'll use the Dragon Balls to get out of whatever Everything. story we, we, we back Everything. ourselves into a corner. <laughs> and I mean, that's fine. But I mean, that, that, that's not very much to go on for, um, what, 30 years now? Yeah, it has That's very, all. I mean, it's been no secret that Toriyama definitely, I mean, like, he went into starting Dragon Ball off of Dr. Slump, and yeah, yeah, he yeah. had an idea of basing it off of Journey to the West, and he did 12 uh, volumes of it, or maybe not 12, maybe that's not the right number. I'm probably confusing it with anime episodes, but he did so many volumes of it and thought that was the end. Right, and right. And the people mm -hmm. at Shonen Jump loved it, so they were like, how can we prolong it? At which point he slowly, over the next few chapters, started to transition it into more of a martial arts-based shonen. Right, yep, yep. So, you know, and then that... In Is that the their, original shonen? Is, is it, DBZ the not, original it's shonen? It's not the original shonen. It's not. But I think Astro Boy is maybe. I could be wrong on that. Somebody should really? double check me. I'm, I'm pretty sure Astro Boy is one of the original, if not the original shonens. Um, so but, in my head, I guess to go back Dragon to Dragon Ball's like Kyle. the granddaddy shonen in a lot of right. ways. And it sets in up my a head, lot of the like tropes the that we're going to revisit this. for the next like, So when I look at a baseline years. shonen, I look at Goku and then like, all the other characters who are like him, right? So if I say Naruto, Deku, the guy from Black Clover. Asta, um, yeah, any of those guys. 100%. All those guys are Goku. Yeah. I mean, you know, variations, but that. But you're you know, saying that before Goku, there was, you think Astro Boy was the same thing as Goku? No, 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 no. No, no, no. So what I meant to say was, and I maybe it was because I didn't understand what your, the context of your comment, but. Right. Um, yeah, the granddaddy like shonen martial arts type is right. is Dragon Ball, but I think one of the first shonen jump comics that was actually published oh, in like the late nineteen fifties. That's 1950s, just the name of the comic, yeah, not this art type of Astra. storytelling that they're doing. Right. No, you're right. Therein, Goku was very much the uh, right. the beginning of a lot of that. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you so, see, it, I think it's re that's that's just a money maker for them. 
A hundred percent. And so long as they can continue to have their story live between the end of the Majin Buu arc and the end of Dragon Ball Z in this 10-year indefinite period, which makes me want to pull my goddamn hair out. Oh, got it. That was a joke. I didn't mean to make that joke. It was more of a woof. So um, Visual jokes in a podcast. I love it. Patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. You get the video. (laughs) So is there anything in Dragon Ball... Uh, Because as the manga continues, it's only, you know, kind of assume the the cartoon will come back. Uh, Is there anything that you guys would like to see uh, that hasn't been told or done already by the characters in the story uh, going forward? Any kind of, uh, you know, moonshot stories you like to see for Dragon Ball? I mean, what, what I like about Dragon Ball is the characters. I'll take the flimsy premise, obviously, because I've been watching this stuff since 1990 so how, how long ago was that 30 something years 30 um so 30 years 30 years we've been going back to this well and i don't mind the flimsy premise what i like is i like the characters i like their personalities i like their dynamics together i like their friendships i like the way they're enemies i like their frenemy ships um i like i like seeing them together whether that's at a backyard cookout like the first time we saw um <laughs> You know, you know, like I, I like them at cookouts. I like them going to the mall. I like them going to, to this. Um, I'm as, as I get older, the, the less, I mean, the, the, the anime animation is, is beautiful now. Um, but the less I'm interested in like the fights themselves and what leads up to a fight or um, the, the way they work together or the way they talk together. That's, that's what I watch it for. So I what mean, would you like to see, Greg? M- more of the of the interpersonal relationships? Um, as I mean, that's, that's, not, that's not something Dragon Ball Z is ever, or Dragon Ball Super is ever going to do, and Dragon Ball is never going to do. I don't know, man. I would, say that, I would say that the thing that I like about Dragon Ball Super as a series, okay, and, and you, given that you're only just starting to watch the series, right. you know, now, you may or may not agree with this, you know, as you watch more of it. I think Super is going to stand up as a series of the four Dragon Ball series. It gets a lot of hate because it's the most um, recent and easy to, you know, yeah, of course. spew some hate about. But I think it's going to stand up in the long term because it is a very good marriage of the the comedic aspects and the slice of life based stuff that you saw so frequently in the first Dragon Ball series. Right. But also has like those big universe shattering fights that Dragon Ball Z has and was built off of and is popularized off of. It's a very good mix of those two things. I mean, just, just seeing those first few episodes like um, Goku farming and then Mr. Satan comes and is going to give him the prize money and all that stuff. It's and... a pilot episode, man. We need a premise to be able to set right, up right. and uh, give I, us I an mean... excuse to make the, the band come back together. Oh, right. I liked, I liked seeing Mr. Satan and him dealing with his weird fame and still trying to kind of keep that star shine. Um, and still I loving liked... his daughter. Right, right. So that's um, a huge piece of it. Yeah, I, I, lo- I love that. I, lo- I love... Um, Goku with is it is it Goten in the first episode where he and Trunks yeah go off to um get the water for the present you know oh yeah yeah I yeah. like all that stuff that's great I don't know so, so I, I like seeing more of that so it sounds like you've got a lot of Dragon Ball Super to catch up on Pop um are there any other animes that you guys have been watching over the last couple of years that have uh, particularly hit home with you guys uh, whether it be a movie or a series or whatever the last few years I can go. I can go deep, man. Well, maybe you can just rein it in and keep it, you know, baseline. No, we're going deep. Yeah, just <laughs> we're going in. 
Well, let, let, let my go, dad let start me go that? first before, yeah, so, so, so in case I nod off. Wait, wait, um, wait. Before Greg goes, well, I would, well, I would like to see Kyle for the next. For oh, Dragon I'm Ball sorry. I thought, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off and not have yeah, you. No, no, that. no. It's all good. Um, it's not but, okay. Um, I, I'd like to see them start with, like, again, all their powers decreased again. They're, they're, they're you know what I'm saying? They're so it's ridiculous. But if they were, like, back down to, like, Ranma level, everyone, and have them build up again and see, and see how they would deal with issues then. Right now, Goku can pretty much deal with anything. You have to bring Galacticus to fight him? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, he's going to eat the planet, man. Like, yeah, he's, Galactus he's th- level threat or nothing. <laughs> with punches. He's shaking multiverses with his punches now. Bring yeah. It all down. And I'm if not they could they simplify it in GT. some sense. No GT bullshit. No, don't no. make him into a baby. Just decrease yeah, no. all their powers, all of them. So, to be fair, and um, I don't know exactly how it's going to play out. Obviously, nobody does, but the next chapter we're going to have next month, Mr. or Miss Listener, is going to be the finale of the moral arc. And given how this last chapter um, ended, it's going to have to end with some very sudden sense uh, to give us that finality we need to round out the arc. My only idea, maybe the Grand Priest gets involved and says, hey, y'all mortal weirdos are playing around with powers you shouldn't be playing around with snap or whatever fuck you maybe you're depowered to some sense or i I don't know maybe not depowered is the right way but those twin gods is that that you're talking to so yeah zeno the zeno is like the the two little baby yeah yeah yeah. but it's it's their caretaker the grand priest the father of the angels weiss and and all those other guys so he's even more powerful than those two guys. Yeah, that's, that's the, crazy. Because like Beerus, <laughs> Beerus is like the god of destruction, but Weiss is like his trainer or whatever. Yep. The the Grand Priest is the father of the angels, the father of Weiss, like the caretaker of the Zeno, mm-hmm. the ultimate god or whatever. So I assume if you know we're gonna try to graduate up to a different whole other level or bring it to a point where we have an excuse to be able to dial things back yeah. and where you need that kind of power he'd be the guy to be able to do that um all right so uh um, go back to your other question what was it yeah oh, okay uh, so I, I have an idea on what we want to see for super going forward but what are other animes that you guys have been uh enjoying over the last couple of years movies series otherwise um, like um, I never liked sports animes when I was younger. Yes. I always hated them. But in the past couple of years, the, the animes that I've enjoyed the most um, were um, a couple of sports ones. One was Yuri on Ice, which is a weird comedy um, ice figure skating um, anime, which is really funny. Um, and um, the other one is a volleyball anime called Haikyuu. Um which Hell yeah. is so much like, <laughs> it's, it reminds me so much of Dragon Ball Z. Um, that's why I, I say, say it. Is second. it Shonen? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm pretty it, sure Kyle? it's Shonen. And for yeah. listeners out there, if you know what we're talking about with Haikyuu, uh, Kelly, who helps me host the My Hero Academia episodes, she has launched a Haikyuu podcast. It's called Haikyuu Ooh. Nice Kill. 
So you shout can go check Kelly. that out. Check it out. <laughs> out. It's Kelly. Shout out Kelly. Shout uh, out to Kelly. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the places where the podcasts live. So um, um Q is fun though. Q is like yeah. it's very intense over like the most menial of things. Like it's one play right. or one move and, in a and, volleyball and game. That, that's you know? what that's what that's what I love about it. It's so much like Dragon Ball Z. We 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 have the Vegeta, we have the the Goku, we have all, all the teachers, we have all the players. Um, but um it's so much like episode by episode they're building themselves up to get to fight this higher level but it's mostly about those kids kind of like supporting each other and helping each other become like this unstoppable team and they don't they start off as not great and it's a very slow burn and it's really funny and um it's just great like um willow and novali your sisters um are are very into that one um, I mean, we even like last year for Christmas, we, we got, um, them volleyball uniforms, um, <laughs> from, from the high school. So, I mean, that, that has been my favorite in years and years, the, the, the mat, the, the humor and the action and the relationships, it's just, it's just a great, great show. But you, Julius, any, uh, animes in particular that have hit home well, for you in I the mean, last couple There's of years? always that low hanging fruit I can go for. Don't Death call Note. My Hero Academia low-hanging fruit. That's really rude of you because I love it so much. No, I'm just saying, but it's but easy. It's, what it's everybody good. knows about it. Yeah. Everyone knows about it. Death Note, everyone knows about it. Um, the old stuff from the Toonami, I think still holds up. Um, Full Metal always holds up. Um, Titans, Attack on Titan. Yeah. Amazing stuff. Um, you know what I like also? A lot of people might not like this. It's out there on the limb. Um, Ruby. Oh, I have a friend who writes on Ruby, and that is a for, great for cartoon. Rooster Teeth, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I love it, man. Amazing, amazing cartoon. It's I love weird. That. The the original guy who wrote it and directed it, he passed away, which is very sad. But it's about it, the animation is a little bit off. It's weird. Yeah, it feels cutsceny at times, but I love the story. Four ladies or four kids kicking ass. All different powers, all different skill sets. It's really a, 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 a weird, interesting cartoon. The music is awesome. Um, so that's a really fun show. But that's, a, that's tried, an American um, cartoon, though, right? I think so. so uh, yeah, I guess it's not just Yeah, Rooster Teeth, I, I can't say I know a ton about them off the top of my head, but they were involved with some of the early red versus blue stuff for Halo and right, some right, of the right. very early like online internet videos. And eventually but you can they, watch it. And know that they right. grew anime into the influence. production company oh, yeah, definitely, to, to make definitely that. Definitely influenced yeah. by anime in the same way well, that they, like, they even use a lot of the same, they use a lot of the same voice actors as other right. anime. You know, a lot of the same Funimation guys do voiceover really? stuff for for Rooster Teeth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Monica Real, friend of the show. She does a voice on Ruby. Um, Vic recently, um, I don't, never mind. I'm not going to bring up Vic's name today. but um, yeah. No shout out for you, Vic. No shout out for no you. No shout out. Fucking Whisper. opposite Whisper. of shout out, Vic. F you, Vic. Fuck. Wow. Um, if we go. catch you, you're dead. I don't even know who Vic <laughs> is, but I guess he's dead now. I'm just kidding, Vic. He's don't dead. bring it to Florida. St. Elizabeth's, baby. He said to us, but yeah, we don't want to, we'd rather not have his Chud army come to Fall River and seek us out for speaking ill about uh, their Fuhrer. I know I just said that. F him and his Fuhrer, bring him to Fall River. Dude, all right, so only because you mentioned Full Metal Alchemist, he's the guy who did Edward Ehrlich's uh, voice dub in English. Oh, really? Yeah. And he's an asshole. That guy can go fuck himself. We'll talk about it later if you want. Hey, I'm not here for the hate, I'm here for the love. I don't know. Sorry. I'm going to try not to. 
Ruby. Ruby's, Ruby's great. great animation. Ruby's, Ruby's great. And Vic it gets no better longer as works it goes on. <laughs> they get more money and it gets better. The animation gets better. The fights get better. Um, so, yeah, give it a shout. Um, I know a girl named Kiersey Burkhart, who's one of the writers on that show. And she writes young adult books, but she writes for that too. And that, that's what got me into it. I, I didn't know anything about it until she told me about it. I was like, oh, I'm, she's writing for this show. I was like, oh, all right. And it was great. I was like, wow, this is cool. Perfect cut, Pop. Now I can cut out all that previous stuff I said that if you want to hear, you can go check out it out on patreon.com. No, don't, don't even give that to the Patreons. Well, all the stuff about <laughs> me go. yelling about that dude? Yeah, I don't like that. That's going to get <laughs> people going to come after me on Twitter for some reason. I'll be like, I'm saying it's now on the cutting room floor and it's only in the pa- right. the only in the patron sphere. No, don't even give it to them. Nah, man. <laughs> Listen, anybody who likes me enough to pay $5 a month for that kind of vitriol I just spewed from a mouth hole, they earned it. Yeah. Word well, okay, hole, I guess. I don't know who this person is, though. So I don't know. That's fine. You don't need to. Um, all right, Word. This has been a really really fun and formative episode it's been one that i've been kicking around in my um i you know my brain for the last couple of years since we had this little um disagreement about my initial introduction to dragon ball um i'm glad we were able face, to 92 92 yeah, me me, me bringing you over herbie's apartment um, Ju- julie's apartment um carrying you over there to watch the cell game so all i'm gonna say is mr and miss listener i was carried through you know, a broken fence through a basketball court to the, <laughs> to the projects to go watch Dragon Ball Z when I was three that's years true. old. If three that's not street cad, you and your big head and you loved it. <laughs> yeah, you he and your such big a bald head. head. <laughs> this has been uh, such a fun episode. I hope the listeners uh, had a good time and enjoyed it. I hope the wait in your respective voting lines was not too long because. That's kind of the agreement we made at the beginning. If you're going to be listening to this one today, it's only because you're standing in line at a, at a voting blue. place. You know, go blue, baby. Um, democracy literally blue. depends on it. I'm not looking forward to the next. Vegeta would vote blue. Oh, my God. I'm not looking forward to the next month. Um, any kind of uh, final call to actions or promotional stuff you guys want to get out? Anything you oh, want to sure, sure. You want You want to promote your new TV show, Julius? Well, it, it will be a YouTube channel in the future called Julius Therapizes, where I'll be talking about therapy um, in movies and television and how I judge it. Not that I know everything, everything about therapy, but I am a therapist and I just put an interesting take on it. That's all. And obviously um, the kind of commentary you offer outside of your you know, therapist scope is going to be funny and you know, entertaining. I will try so. to put humor into my world. Yes. Can't wait wow. to get that stuff off the ground. We're going to work on that yeah. one. Julius Therapizes. Um, I have a YouTube channel where I play music. It's called Greg Andre. That's it. That's all. A N D R E E. Two E's at the end. That's not a typo. And Double E. Double E Andre. If you want to follow me on Twitter, um, I am at Greg Andre 71. And you can um, see me talk about books I like and complain about politics I hate. Nice. Absolutely. In case you guys didn't understand where I got my political leanings, uh, hey, what's up, Pop? Um, I appreciate you making it to the end of this podcast here. If you did make it to the end, you whoop some you whoop a lot of ass. That's not even so some ass, it's ass. a lot of ass. So much ass, I couldn't even 
properly sum it up in one sentence. Uh, that being said, I feel like maybe you should open up your Apple Podcast app, give us a five star rating, leave us a review. Helps five other stars people. only, please. Only five stars. Less than five ten. stars, not epic. We don't like that. Only stars. five. Only five. <laughs> Aim for ten, you'll hit the moon. Uh, we appreciate you guys checking it out. Um, obviously, you know, letting your friends know, your other Dragon Ball friends know about the show is the best way that we can grow. And uh, yeah, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all the places where the podcasts live, youtube.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. If you want to get a video version of this podcast and see oh. me and my dad Ooh. looking shockingly similar and my Uncle Julius looking, now you've got all your lights on, man. Now you're well lit. At the beginning Very of this handsome. podcast, Very you handsome. were you were like a couple of, you know, just like hanging out in the background. You had a light behind you and that was it. I can only see your eyes. That was it. It was the worst. Make sure you go to patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope and sign up at that $5 tier. Um, word bird. Super Dope. Um, election day is not election day this year. If somebody tries to, yeah, tomorrow, but tomorrow, tomorrow is the last day to get your vote. And if somebody <laughs> tries to preemptively claim victory by the end of the night, please do not buy into that. If any of your local Sinclair affiliate broadcasts that shit out to you, try not Keep to pay voting. it much mind. Um, the more attention we pay to this dude while he tries to. You know, claim that he's the winner, the more credence it gives him. So don't um don't do that. And I think I'm mainly talking to like media affiliates. I don't have any friends at media affiliates really, but I don't know, dude. I don't know. I guess my Who point is buckle know. up for a fucking long election month. And we'll see how these uh court buckle proceedings up, shake out in each respective state based off of Jesus. Jesus. Hey, I've been avoiding the news all Hell day. Hell yeah, man. bro. You better go to bed and right stress now, out. Have some time. stress nightmares. Hey. <laughs> no sleep. So. Too. There's no sleep Dun-dun. like stress sleep. Stress sleep. Election. All right, it's gonna do it for super dope. I appreciate you guys checking it out. Uh how do I how do I do uh this show ends with a song that I sing? It's a it's a dragon pretend. Uh, here it goes. Da na 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 na. Dad and Julia song super dope today. That's how it ends. Hey, you. Yeah, you, that was bad. That was not a good song. Yeah, that 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 that. that I was paid not very for good. years of guitar lessons for you. Apparently, you didn't pay enough. You're like, you're like a, a musician. I I I, I paid. <laughs> I drove him every weekend. To get lessons from one of the jazz greats, <laughs> right? dude, I've heard you sing, <laughs> and that's what he gives us. What an ending! Why do election day is great and great and great? <laughs>